Welcome to the Illinois Soy Podcast. Enjoy. Today I'm speaking with Todd Thumma, one of our 2019 CCA Soy Envoys. Thumma has been a certified crop advisor for 25 years and now works at Golden Harvest in Northern Illinois, addressing corn and soybean field challenges to help growers maximize yield. He holds a bachelor's degree in agronomy and agricultural business from Iowa State University. Welcome to the show, Todd. It's good to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me. It's another great day in Northern Illinois. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, today we're going to talk about something that's on every producer's minds right now, uh, and that's how are the soybeans and corn going to handle the stress that they faced early in the growing season. So uh, first off, can you just stop, start by um, talking about how the recent weather conditions the past couple of months have impacted planting and emergence? So the last few months, we've had basically record rainfall in uh, in Illinois across the board, but it's, it's, I'd say even more particular in northern Illinois because that's where I'm located at. It seems uh, to be pretty impactful there. Um, I have lots of people ask me, you know, how many preventive planting acres you're going to end up with? What percent of your corn's done? And that seems to vary a lot from just area to area. Um, if I'm in Carroll County, you have to search for fields that aren't planted uh, to a degree. There are lots, there's lots of corn in the ground. There's lots of beans in the ground. Uh, most of it's emerged. Um, if I move over towards Dixon the other day, um, you had to search for fields that were planted and up and looking very good. Some of them look like they probably needed to be replanted if it would have been uh, even maybe the 20th of May. But uh, we sit here on June 9th, probably not going to get replanted. They might get spotted in, but probably not replanted. Um, if you look at the USDA report, Illinois went 73% um, planted corn uh, last week. 25% uh, of that went in the week before. So we've had some very delayed plantings. Um, if I look at emergent, uh, my early planted corn, which would have been the last part of April this year, um, which I hate to call that early planted corn, but that's when my earliest corn seemed to go in. Soybeans were the same way. Um, I've got a lot more uniform stand, a lot more consistent stand there. If I look at what we planted on May 14th, 15th, 16th, um, I've got major pockets, major holes where I've got less than half a stand, um, a fair amount of replanting going on on the soybean side. Uh, I've got some replant corn going on at that same time. So emergence has been uh, very erratic that way. Um, we've just had saturated soils, and anything that doesn't slope and shed water seems to have a problem to a degree. So what stresses are corn and soybean crops experiencing from these weather conditions? Well, so right now I've got extremely saturated soils that have a lack of oxygen there. Um, if I don't have oxygen, my roots aren't going to grow. So I'm not going to have very deep roots uh, to begin with. Um, I'm also seeing some lighter colored plants, seeing nitrogen or sulfur deficiencies, possibly some micronutrient deficiencies uh, going on in both corn and beans. Um, the guys that have starter, those, those plants are off to a lot better start, a lot more consistent start, um, tend to have a little better color to them. Um, I'm traditionally not a big fan of starter on soybeans, but uh, it's looking really, really good this year uh, from the beginning. Um, same way the guys that put nitrogen in with their burndowns um, on their pre's, 
for uh, for soybeans and corn. Um, seem to have a little bit greener plant, a little bit better growth going on right now than if uh, than if those weren't included. Um, the rain essentially nitrogen moves with with water, and and that's moved it below our typical root zone right now. And how will this early season stress impact this crop later in the season? Will the crops naturally recover, or what are the impacts we're going to see as we go down the line here? Uh, on the corn side, the biggest thing is going to be what's the rest of our weather situation like. If I get to where I start to have some oxygen in the soil uh, prior to V5, um, you know, that corn plant can recover. It doesn't like having these bad days, but it may not cost me the kernels around. Um, if I can get it perked up and, and get it some oxygen in, in the soil so I start to develop that nodal root system where it belongs um, and have, have some nutrients there for it to take up, where if we stay saturated, I'm afraid that uh, nutrient availability is going to be dramatically less, and it's probably going to cost me kernels around very quickly um, in the not-too-distant future for some plants. Definitely. How about for soybeans? Uh, for those that are, those that are planted, how are, how are they going to react? Uh, there again, I kind of need a little bit of that same thing. I need some drier soil. Uh, my biggest concern right now on soybeans is probably going to be, can I get the growth and the height out of them uh, to canopy? Um, in mm-hmm. in certain cases, you know, that's if I'm trying to canopy a 30-inch row, I might be trying to canopy at the end of July, where if you were in a drilled bean situation, uh, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be canopied uh, before the 20, 21st, 22nd summer solstice time frame, and uh, that's really where you want to be, where I'm maximizing all the light interception as I start to flower. Excellent. Now, what strategies do you recommend to growers to help their crop overcome this early season stress? Uh, we've had a fair amount of nitrogen going on as a foliar feed, uh, same way with sulfur. Um, micro packages going on, um, trying to get some micronutrients into that plant and just kind of perk it up. Um, there's quite a few guys utilizing some growth regulator products, uh, trying to stimulate some growth um, and nutrient availability to the plants. Um, I guess to me, on the flip side, I look at it as how can I spray a herbicide that is very safe and isn't going to set my corn or soybean plant back? Because um, I'm after growth and shading, and I want to I want to make that crop as happy as possible. And we've got some products that are pretty hard on, on corn, even though they're labeled for it, and pretty hard on soybeans, even though they're labeled for it. Um, they can really set that crop back. When I set it back in May, in the ju- first part of June, that's one thing. When I set it back the end of June, it's completely different. So what are some genetic traits or agronomic characteristics that growers should consider selecting in their varieties if um, we're going to have another wet year like we did this year? Well, one, I don't know that I want to plan on another year quite like this year. I, mm-hmm. I think I'd, I'd much rather go to make this my plan C and D, not necessarily the norm mm-hmm. that I want to plan for. Um, but I guess one thing that jumps out at me on the soybean side in particular is can I have phytophthora tolerance? built into that plant into that plant um we're seeing uh septoria brown spot already in soybeans and it's just on the unifoliate leaves um with all the moisture we've been having there's pythium and phytophthora going on out there right now so i've got those young seedlings how can i protect them um and having some genetic resistance or tolerance 
the phytophthora could really help me on the soybean side. Um, seed treatments are paying huge this year. Um, I personally think they're a no-brainer every year, but uh, this year in particular, between the seed quality that we had and just our cold, wet spring, my first planted corn and soybeans sat in the ground almost three weeks before they emerged. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of time to be exposed to fungi and other uh, other critters that are out there in our soil. What advice do you have to growers who still have the opportunity to plant soybeans? That Again, that prevent plant date isn't until June 15th or June 20th in some parts of the state, and we know people will probably be planting even after that point. So what should growers do to protect those, those soybeans they haven't planted yet from this early season stress? So I'm probably going to feed that soybean plant on my burn downs, um, 30 to 50 pounds of nitrogen. Uh, depending on if, if you're heavy corn stalk residue, um, I'm going to try and perk them up and make sure they don't hit that pause button. Um, when we don't have a lack of or don't have enough nitrogen in the soil, um, the, the other thing I'm going to do on soybeans is I'm going to turn my populations up um, a little bit. So normally we're going to start in that 125 to 140,000. I'm going to be in that 155, 160,000 range. Uh, right now, and I know I've got growers that are planting over 180,000 right now um, with with some drills. So mm -hmm. I want to drive I want to drive canopy as fast as I can um, and have more nodes and places to have pods out in the field. And if I leave my populations at 125, it's essentially reducing that the number of nodes I have probably three to four x. There again, utilize pre's and have some products that are safe to that crop um, that don't set it back and try and keep it clean where we don't have to go in and burn it late or hurt it late in the season. Um, if I'm looking at burn down products right now, I if I'm utilizing 2,4-D as a burn down, I don't want to have to wait my seven days. So I'm probably going to be interested in some E3 soybeans that have tolerance to 2,4-D. Or if I'm using Extends, I'm able to use Dicamba as part of my burn down and not have to wait and have that delay. So to me, there's two traits right there that from a burn down standpoint, not having to delay my planting based off of killing weeds um, and getting very effective control out of it. Um, I think there's some big advantages there to utilizing those two traits in particular. We've proven in the past with double crop or cheater beans as we call them in Northern Illinois because uh, we can really kind of cheat the system uh, when you plant beans into July. Um, if we have moisture that gets them up out of the ground, um, we've had beans well over 50 bushel. In fact, uh, I want to say we've had like almost 80 bushel beans um, utilizing what I would call cheater beans. Um, guys that are putting them in late, we're up in our populations. Um, we're using seed treatments, uh, driving some early vigor, and then uh, we're doing everything we can to make that bean happy and finish as, as strong as possible. Any last advice to growers out there who may be in this situation? Um, I've had quite a few guys that a week ago said they were going to throw in the towel and not plant anything. And then uh, the next thing I know, we're getting some phone calls to have product delivered. They don't want to give up. You want to have a crop. We want to do the same thing when it comes to yield. Let's not give up. Let's maintain that crop the best we can and, and get the best yield. All right, Todd, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your insights with us. It's great to be here, Jill.
Again, that was Todd Thumma, 2019 CCA Soy Envoy, speaking about early season soybean stress. If you're interested in this topic and any other soybean management resources, you can visit www.ilsoyadvisor.com. That's ilsoyadvisor.com to learn more. This has been an Ilsoy Advisor podcast. Thanks for tuning in.